showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Our parking garage is complex. I mean, on the scale of 1 to 10, it's probably a 7 where freighters are 10. But I'm leaving, man. What if something happened to Ange and she's at Freighter and you want to go see her? You're not going to figure out the parking garage to visit your wife in the hospital? Just put it in a garage. Look, I have my system. First, I look for the dream spot right in front of the door, and I slowly expand out in concentric circles. No, come on, George. Please put it in a garage. I don't want to spend an hour looking for space. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Here's what I would do. I would use valet, but I would get yelled at. Even if she was dying, she would yell at me. Why are you using valet? The parking garage is free. Just bring the ticket and invalidate. We can't do it. I'll pay for it. You don't understand. Garage. Can't even pull in there. It's like going to a prostitute. Why should I pay when if I apply myself, maybe I could get it for free? This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. With Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride it, she's trying to hide it I'm cool as ever, she's too excited Her man look like he wanna fight He ain't doing nothing but running his mouth Talk about it, we all about it They make the plans, we sit and count Our chair is stacked just like a mountain You heard about it, she it looks like Aaron will be back in Green Bay. Slight manipulation of the information there. Aaron Jones will be back in Green Bay. Adam Schefter reporting this morning on his Twitter account that, in fact, there is a resolution, not a release. Aaron Jones is staying in Green Bay this season after the Packers and his agents. Of course, they get the agents' names in there because that's all part of the deal. Now, it used to be behind the scenes, behind the curtain. Now, the agents need to be front and center. Well, in the especially when it's this agent. Well, you yeah. know what? We're not going to give him that satisfaction. We're just going to roll right Who, Drew Rosenhaus? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> What a douche. <laughs> Reach- I mean, there's douche. Let me tell you what. Jen, and you can attest to this. 70% of the agents are douches. Total. Would you agree? 70%? I mean, huh? you have a good one. <laughs> oh, it's so. I, I remember walking around at the Senior Bowl, and there were agents going, are you going to be a first-round pick? No, uh, I don't want to talk. I mean, Literally. That's how clueless they were, and that's what sleazeballs they were. A lot of Bob Sugars out one. there? A lot more sugars than Jerry Maguire's. Oh, I'm not sure yes. I want Jerry Maguire as my agent. Why not? He's a hardworking guy. I'm Cruz. You Help love me. Tom. You Help love me him, so you want to be just like him. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but, there, but the other problem, there's a lot more Rod Tidwells out there. <laughs> Show me the money. I kind yes. of want to put that on the poll. Would you want Jerry Maguire as your agent? I kind of want to put that up. Yeah. Can I do that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Who, who would you? Ra- now nah, you can't put who would you rather have because. I mean, if you're picking Bob Sugar, you're just a bad person. Been a good agent. Again, some some of these industries, you can't be a nice guy in the in the business space, right? You need to be a little more cutthroat. You need to be a little more aggressive and assertive, and that pulls you out of the nice guy realm. Anyway, you know who is a nice guy is Aaron Jones. 
Aaron Jones is a good guy by all accounts, by all narratives, by all comments. He's a good guy. And the agreement is an $11 million salary for the 2023 season that includes an $8.52 million signing bonus. And I believe Schefter followed that up with another tweet saying Aaron Jones will still have two years remaining on his contract with the Packers, but this year has been adjusted, including this season. Jones will now have made $31 million since 2021, the most for any running back other than Christian McCaffrey. We all know what Christian McCaffrey has done. I think people believe he has earned every penny of his contract slash salary in the NFL. But Gabe, we talked about this as the season were coming to a close because Aaron Jones was one of those names where his cap hit was going to be untenable. Something you could not deal with going forward. And so the options were to release Aaron Jones or to restructure Aaron Jones. I was uh, famously team restructure, and I believe you were team release. Is that because you didn't think they could come to? I didn't think it could come to a one-year agreement. I thought any any sort of agreement would be an additional two years. And if you could take it year by year, good for them. Um, I don't know what that means for the dead cap and what the money is going to look like in 2024. But you're going to save yourself roughly $10 million with this deal. But, man, looking at that, seeing Jones making $31 million since 2021, second most behind Christian McCaffrey, it's kind of a kick in the Should teeth. Should though? No. I, I, I mean, think we're that, talking about agents and being hardcore and seeing how this played out. You don't think he... Sh- he should have waited. Should have waited for what? To for get more the, money? Oh, I thought you were going to say for the quarterback. No, Aaron. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, but, wait, hold on, would he become more valuable if Aaron Rodgers left? No, I think the team was going to move on from him then. Like, because if, if Aaron Rodgers left, like, you're probably hitting reset anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, he becomes less valuable. Yeah, but then you have really nothing in poor Jordan Love. Yeah, but, I mean. I'm, I, Look, again, Jones making $31 million since 2021, only behind Christian McCaffrey. That is a poor, yeah, use. Is that is a poor use of money. Because Aaron Jones isn't anywhere near Christian McCaffrey in well, terms of production. Okay, okay that's a really good question, though. Why? Why is he not? And you could argue, oh, talent, blah, blah, blah. But there's a part of me, and this is every time I watch the Packers games and I see Aaron Jones over there on the sideline, and a guy is clearly chomping at the bit. He clearly wants to be back out there on the field, and yet they're holding him out, that says they're not using him correctly. There's a part of me that feels like he is not being used correctly in this offense. But I don't know if that's because the front office feels like he's not resilient enough or dependent enough to be able to go out there and handle a full workload. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, so even if if that's the case, even if you think he's talented enough, you're just not using him right, what makes you think suddenly in 2023 the Packers are going to start using him the correct way in, in, in terms of this argument? Maybe the investment? They just they had a yeah, huge investment with them, them before. <clears throat> well, this is where I think, guys, the AJ Dillon element becomes a little bit of a elephant in the room as well, because they clearly wanted to use Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon on the field at the same time, but the numbers don't bear out that that plan worked at all. No, worked well, two years ago did not work, work this last year. It didn't work because AJ Dillon is a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy, right? Get no argument from me. I don't think he's me. anything more than that. Would you call him special? No. 
Right, nope. But I feel like isn't Nothing isn't he, he only making us. like five million anyway? I don't think he's breaking. They're not breaking the bank like to have five AJ. million over four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not breaking the bank to have AJ Dillon there as an in case of emergency break glass. Now he did come on as the season went on, but there was a lull in there last year where you were wondering if AJ Dillon was even going to earn that smaller amount of money that he had. Uh, I had some numbers here. There was an article from Tom Silverstein that came out just a few weeks ago talking about the Aaron Jones AJ Dillon pairing asking if it had run its course. The numbers, as I mentioned, guys, were just not good across the board. The offense got a first down on 24% of the plays when A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones were on the field. That's well below its 32% success rate on all of other plays. It also said that when the two guys were in the ball in the game together, guess what? One of them was getting the ball. You want to talk about a predictable offensive game plan? Put those two guys on the field together, Chew, and one of them is getting the ball. That's probably why they were not able to move the chains as effectively as they would have liked had they used them some other way. So the argument then is if, if Aaron Jones is your guy, then do you do you get rid of these ideas of them going out and drafting a guy like Bijan Robinson? Do you get rid of the idea of Aaron uh, AJ Dillon rather also being back? Like Ashley asked a really good question this morning. If you're waking up this morning and you're AJ Dillon, what are you thinking about this? Are you like, yeah, my guy, he's back for another year, or are you going, oh boy, I might be on the old chopping block? No, he, he's back. I mean, he's back because he's he's just. He's still on his rookie contract, so it doesn't make any sense to get rid of him because you would just replace him with somebody else who's on a rookie contract. And they still may draft a third running back to kind of backfill since Aaron Jones likely going to be gone in 2024. Same thing with A.J. Dillon. They're going to have to start backfilling that at some point. So I would be surprised if you saw a fourth or fifth round pick used on a running back. Is this the last year of his deal? Yeah, this is A.J. Dillon. Yes. This is going to be his fourth year. decision time. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's from Boston College, like most BC guys are. He has the ability to <laughs> hey, look he did in the say mirror most. and say, you he know didn't what? Include himself. I'm not at the point where I want to be yet. I need to work harder. And hopefully he does that. I, I, I think he's too heavy. We saw it with who is uh, Fatty from Alabama? <clears throat> Mark Ingram? Eddie, no. Eddie Lacy. Oh. <laughs> Come on. You know what? That's on us. That's absolutely on us. He said fatty running back. We should have immediately gone to power rankings, Eddie Lacy. That's on us. Yeah, no, he's I number mean, one didn't on the list. He, yeah, but didn't he start out like gangbusters as a as a as a young player? Yeah, he was rookie got of the year. Heavy, and then he was out, and then he was yeah, he, he was out of the league. Uh huh. So if I'm, I'm if I'm the the strength coach at Green Bay, I'm saying, hey, the weight thing is not working. Okay, you plateaued. Let's go in about 15 pounds lighter and see what that does. That's what I would do. Yeah, but does I mean, I mess with my weight all the time. But him being 15 pounds lighter, doesn't that change the type of running back he is? I mean, his style is lower his shoulder, try to run people over. He's not necessarily a guy who's going to dance around and make guys miss because of his Yeah, you know, but that's not working, agility. That's the thing. Yeah, but, you know? but suddenly he's not going to become, an, you know, like... If you've never tried to juke someone before and you've been running people over your entire life, I don't think suddenly he's going to become Barry Sanders. Well, then he's then he's always going to remain a guy. Yeah, probably. Right? So, so, I don't know. I mess with my weight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're about to try to tell us or what you're trying, what you want to tell us here, but I am out on this conversation. Oh, I want to hear about Chewie no, messing no, no, with no, his no. weight. Don't you think it's going to involve spilling? Maybe. Doesn't it always, uh, Jen? Uh, we, no. we we talked about spilling like five quite a bit pounds to me. 
Five pounds as a tight end was huge. Huge. I mean, you give a little bit up in the run game when it comes to blocking because when you lose weight, you're not as strong. But then you feel you're like a little quicker um, in the passing game, so it's kind of a tug-of-war type thing. Like when I had Keith and I knew I wasn't going to be, you know, catching a ton of balls like I was the year before, then I'm like, all right, I'll play it a little heavier because this is going to be my role. Like all I'm saying is right now, Eddie Lacy, if Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones leave, cannot be the guy. He's not the guy. A.J. Dillon. Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, what is happening? He, he, they just restructured the guy. Who did I say? He is You said Eddie Lacy. It's because you idiots didn't know it, and now it's really, really ingrained in my head. <laughs> from a, saving a from a you know, hey, that, is, that is our fault. We will take the blame for that Speaking one. Speaking of trying to I save mean, I just put one. I just put one up by the rim. And you guys hit your head on the backboard. Joe, you threw it at the wrong basket, though. I, <laughs> we're going point. But this Alabama, way. Batty, we switched at halftime. <laughs> that should be a song. Get in my Chevy with my Alabama fatty. Nope. <sighs> this is America's Got Talent. I just did the buzzer. I have a question for you, though. I got the usage numbers in front of me right now from a snap count standpoint for the 2022 season, okay? Saquon Barkley led all running backs, it says, on snaps, followed by Dalvin Cook, followed by Josh Jacobs, then our guy Christian McCaffrey, who we were just talking about as far as his salary being the only one now that is higher than Aaron Jones. Pretty, pretty far down the list, guys. I would say, again, I'm going to count on the radio. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So 16th on the list is Aaron Jones. As the number one back, you feel like he should be having more snaps. Is that a team decision? And Gabe, I just want to know what your thought process is on why Aaron Jones, again, especially if he's going to be paid on this level, is not being used and like any of the top five, six, seven backs in the league. So one of two things. A, he's always been kind of in a two-back system, whether that was sharing time with Jamal Williams when he was here, and then when A.J. Dillon came in, they they liked what they saw out of A.J. in the first two years. Like, I think we all saw what we liked out of A.J. Yeah. in the first two years, and then mm-hmm. he just kind of didn't have that year, but the Packers still insisted on splitting time. And I don't know if that's because they wanted A.J. Dillon to get more snaps, they wanted to get him more exposure because they thought he'd be a weapon, or... If that's because they thought that at 5'9", 208 pounds, Aaron Jones can't handle the workload of a top five back. Which, again, if either of those are your thoughts, I don't understand why you're paying him Christian McCaffrey type of money over the course of the last three years. But if they had used him, what was the phrase? Used him more or used him correctly? They're probably not resigning him because he's probably beat the hell. Right? Yeah. I mean, add another 300 snaps or 300 carries to what he has now. And, I mean, I just remember coming in when Dorsey was the guy for us, right? Yeah. And I would come in uh, just weeks 14, 15. I thought I was beat up. And then I would see Dorsey walk in, and I'm like, oh, my God. This guy can barely walk. Because they get the ever-living crap beat out of him. Sure, and you could argue that at the size he's at, being being able to do what he has done is even more impressive. Yes. Out Out of any position on the field, your running backs get beat up the most. The most. Yeah. Which is why I would not spend money on it. Just wouldn't. I'm, I'm with you. Like Saquon Barkley you guys brought up, I wouldn't touch him. 
No. For 14, 15 million? Forget it. I'm out. See, I'm out. see, Elliot's come at Ezekiel down in Dallas and the money that they gave him. Yes. And he's not even yeah. the best back in his backfield anymore. No. Well, I, and I think oh, I especially agree. when you have a question mark at the quarterback position and you're not exactly sure who is going to be there, I think having Aaron Jones is a is a nice security blanket for your offense. So I understand why the Packers did this, but I agree with you, Gabe. There needs to be some sort of reconciliation if you are going to pay him this money, if he is going to be up there with the Christian McCaffreys, and we're not seeing the same level of, look, from a production standpoint, Aaron Jones had a good season. I don't want to make it seem like we're sitting here yeah. saying that he didn't have a good year. But when you hear the name Christian McCaffrey, immediately your mind flashes to certain moments, certain ways that he carried that team when he finally went over to San Francisco. And I don't know if you feel the same way about Aaron Jones. So that is on the franchise. That is on the Packers to figure out what is the most effective way of using Aaron Jones as a weapon in this offense. And maybe there is a recalibration that goes on this year with the Green Bay Packers. We got to take a break. We got to get to Jason Wildey. We'd love to hear his thoughts and views on the Aaron Jones news that Adam Schefter broke this morning. A restructure for Aaron Jones. They did not release the running back as some thought was going to happen. Jason Wildey is next. All Packers, all the time. I still think in the end, he's more likely to cave than he is to stick to his guns and say, yeah, I I want to still play somewhere else. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. (laughs) It's Jason Wildey on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Happy Friday to our friend and teammate Jason Wildey. Jason, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, great. I love a great on a Friday. I'm good. Uh, we were just discussing the Aaron Jones uh, developments in Green Bay. And, you know, we had talked about this for several weeks leading up to where we are now, whether or not it was better to cut ties with Aaron Jones, given his age and obviously his cap hit, or if the restructure was the way to go. Green Bay opts for the restructure. Just your reaction to the news this morning that Aaron Jones will, in fact, still be in Green Bay. Yeah, you can't get rid of your most explosive offensive weapon two years in a row or you end up getting, the team ends up getting rid of you at some point, right? Like, I I understand the devaluing of running backs. I understand that the salary cap is a big, like, 1,000-piece puzzle that right now is barely out of the box on your kitchen table. But this is a piece that you absolutely have to have, especially after you traded away the best wide receiver in football a year ago. Uh, You didn't take a pay cut, per se. He's making $11 million this year. He gets $8.5 million, according to Adam, in the form of a signing bonus so they can spread that out over multiple years. It also puts them in a position that if, they don't want him next year, or if he falls off the table, you're able to move on from him. So I, I, I think this was a no-brainer. Um, I'm a little surprised it happened today uh, already, but, you know, it's, it's, we're a ways away from having to be in compliance with the salary cap and everything else, but this strikes me as one that y- you had no choice. Even if you don't think running backs are as valuable as they used to be, when you look at this offense and you say, who 
scared opposing defenses when he was being utilized. Aaron Jones is still at the top of the list. I don't care what you know Christian Watson did over a four-game stretch. Uh, check what he did in the loss to the Lions. There's a there's an inconsistency with a young wide receiver whose production is incumbent on what the quarterback, how often the quarterback gets him the football. So this, to me, was a no-brainer. My only surprise is that it happened this morning. Jason, do you think they did this so early as a show of good faith to the quarterback? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, certainly, it's a, it's a sign that they're not going into full rebuild mode. Because if you are, then you, then you cut him loose or you trade him, and you uh, go out and draft a running back in like the fourth or fifth round, like they did with Jamal Williams. And Aaron Jones, so maybe a little bit, but I don't know. Today's Friday. Is he? Uh, is Aaron Rodgers seeing this news, or is he already gone into the darkness? Well, I said it's like Shawshank, Jason. Someone in Shawshank went up, you know, and he's in there like, I don't know if he heard, but Aaron Jones signed. <laughs> yeah, the, the kid, the kid passed his test. C plus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, I Jason, myself sometimes. <laughs> But not when we're on the radio. Good grief. I'm more I'm more bothered by the fact now that this is a full on confirmation that Chewy and I think alike. Like if you go back and look to like, I took a, I, I did a screen video thing with that exact scene where Tommy gets his Are you serious? Says, yes, go back. I don't tweet that much anymore, so go back to my timeline. The whole video is there. Like, there's there's Andy Dufresne in isolation, and the guy comes and delivers his piece of bread and a cup of water and says, the kid passed. The average. Thought you might want to know. So now it's, we, we restructured Aaron Jones. He's staying next yeah. year. Thought you might want to know. Well, there was a movie, Twins. Uh, yes, and you... Wow. You're Schwarzenegger, not wow. Devito, you jerk. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> as, soon as, said, as soon as he said it, my brain was like, I don't think that was very nice. Jason, I guess part of this Aaron Jones thing that is a little jarring to me is this little nugget from Adam Schefter. Including the upcoming season, Jones will have made $31 million since 2021, second most among running backs behind only Christian McCaffrey. If the Packers are spending $31 million at that position, you need to have the Christian McCaffrey type of production, which they haven't gotten out of Aaron Jones. And whether that's you believe because it's, oh, they're not using him correctly, like what makes you think suddenly in 2024 they're going to use him correctly and start getting the production that those elite-level running backs get? Because Aaron Jones is really good. He's not at that elite level in terms of production. Um, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll grant you that. And if you'll grant me the fact that they don't utilize him to the degree that those other teams have sure. utilized their running back. But then what are I you paying for? Say, Aren't you paying for to be able to utilize him to that degree? Okay, but I think that is don't you find that statistic mildly misleading because for example, it doesn't include Zeke Elliott. Right? Who yep. got a ton of money 
up front, and that contract is so onerous. And the the Cowboys have been stuck with him, even though Tony Pollard is a better player, right? Correct. Like I feel like, first of all, that deal that he signed, that 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 Jones signed, was really a two-year, twenty million dollar deal. No matter what they did, year three, they were going to have to do what they just did, right? I mean, there's no there's no denying it. Um, secondly, uh, I feel like for for $10 million a year, which is what he essentially got the first two years, they got pretty good production. Now, $11 million this year, um, yeah, I understand when you add up the three years, that's a lot. But I don't, I don't think that that has been money poorly spent. Um, I will say this. Uh, I think it became pretty evident during the course of the season that for those of us that thought, that Jones would be more the complimentary back and uh, Quadzilla was going to get to be the lead guy. Uh, they clearly didn't feel that way. Right. If we're being honest, they, they still felt like Aaron. I mean, they abandoned the run with both of them on a number of occasions, but overall, I think it's pretty clear that they still believe more in Aaron Jones than they believe than A.J. Dillon. Would you agree? Yes, and I I don't want to make it seem like I'm an Aaron Jones hater, because I'm not. He's a good player. But the problem becomes, Jason, when you're paying Aaron Rodgers what you pay him, when you're paying David Bakhtiari what you're paying him, you give Elton Jenkins that contract, you give Jair Alexander that contract, okay, now you have to win in the margins at other positions. And if you are giving one player the second most money at his position over a three-year stretch, I need more than what I've gotten out of Aaron Jones. I just do. He's, he's, He's produced good. I need great out of that position for that kind of money. Well... You had a wide receiver that was producing beyond great, Hall of Fame, and you traded him, and now you're not spending jack on the wide receiver position, right? Yeah, yeah, man. But I mean, so, so you're gonna chase this because the, you made a mistake last year? Like, I, I just, I don't understand what Goody's doing. I guess it comes down to I don't know what Goody's doing when it comes to roster construction. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said at the beginning, though, and that is he put himself in a position where. Do you really think he had a choice? Like, I mean, theoretically he did. But, like, to, to move on from Jones a year after you moved on from Adams, and Lord knows you might be moving on from Rodgers. Like, I, I just, I think he, by trading Adams, who he himself, Goody, he himself called a Hall of Fame player. To move on from him, and then move on to, what, your fourth leading rusher all time, a guy that for his career has averaged five yards a carry, to do that again because you don't want to spend that much on the position because you don't utilize the position. I mean, the guy had a ton of catches too, right? Like, I I, I don't – I understand that you want him to be, like, elite, elite, elite statistically, and that is not what he's been, but uh, I – I think they've – let me put it this way. I think they've squandered far more elsewhere than they are on Aaron Jones. And to your point, you could be right. He could end up having a bunch of injury issues, and this will be money poorly spent for the 2023 season. But, again, I think when you move on from the best wide receiver in football and a guy who's probably going to end up with a gold jacket someday – and then you spin it as if he didn't want to be here. 
I don't think you get better by not having Aaron Jones on your roster, and I think it's really hard to convince people that you're still trying to win a Super Bowl if you move on from him a year after you moved on from Adams. Jason, really good stuff from you this morning. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. He's Jason Wildey. You can, of course, hear him on Wildey and Tausch right after Jen Gabe and Chewy here on ESPN Wisconsin, ESPN Milwaukee. we got to take a break. Get to Craig Karmazin, who's coming up next. And I want to talk to Craig Karmazin about what the Brewers are doing because we heard from Corbin Burns yesterday, and ooh, doggy. Did he sound angry or frustrated or at least on at odds with the Brewers? Craig, as a leader, will talk to us about what the Brewers are thinking with that situation right after this. It's time you stop in and visit my friends at Bunzel's Meat Market, 90th and Burleigh in Milwaukee. It's the only place you need to go because they always have great specials. They always have premium quality cuts of meat. It's the only place I go every time it's my turn to make dinner in my house. This week, you can pick up homemade panko breaded pork cutlets, just $7.89 a pound. You can get a 26 to 30 count raw easy peel shrimp, $12.99 each. Homemade buffalo blue chicken bratwursts. Ooh. Buffalo blue chicken bratwurst. That sounds interesting. $6.99 a pound. You can get a fresh or whole cut frying chicken, just $2.99 a pound. Marinade, homemade marinated boneless chicken breasts with bourbon, garlic parmesan, more choice as well. $5.49 a pound. So many great deals. Of course, they always have the monthly meat deal as well at Bunzel's 90th and Burleigh in Milwaukee. You will not regret visiting my friends at Bunzel's. Go to their website at Bunzel's.com. It's Friday, and that means it's time to check in with GKB President Craig Karmazin. I'm like part of the overall home office team that was fortunate enough to be invited to the party. So I'm, you know, I'm attending. I've already RSVP'd, so I will be there. Fridays with Mo. I've never been somewhere before that was usable. For what it's worth, Charlotte Jews? Airport, a, which has some great sleeping pods. Is there a prophylactic rubber in there? No, there is not. Craig Karmazin on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Time is it? It's uh, seven thirty-six. We are predictably late. What time do we usually speak to Craig Carmazin on Fridays? Uh, seven thirty, probably seven thirty-five. But now, hmm. but now, hmm. we can't get a hold of Craig Carmazin. He's not answering his phone. It actually, not only is he not makes answering, sense. He's sending us straight to voicemail. Makes sense. Twice the bleep off button, if you will. He's scared. What is he scared of? Well, we've so we've been running the with or without Craig promotion here on ESPN Milwaukee, where there is one lucky winner who won the contest, and now that person is coming on today, right now, to decide if they're going with Craig or without Craig. And I don't know if Craig is able to handle the rejection of another person saying they're going to go without Craig. All right, well, let's get to that person right now. Chris is on the line with us this morning. Chris, you are our big winner in the With or Without You contest where you get to decide if you want to go to the Bucks game and sit on the floor in his floor seats with Craig Karmazin or without Craig Karmazin. Good morning and congratulations, Chris. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, this is an awesome opportunity. I cannot believe I actually won. How many Bucks games do you think you go to a year? Uh, roughly two. So when, when you go to a Bucks game, typically where do you sit? I have never been even in the lower bowl. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. We are going this from the upper great. right feet on the floor. I have not sat in Craig's seats in Fiserv. I have sat on them in the Bradley Center before they tore that down. Right. It is... 
man, you are absolutely going to love it. Whether you go with or without Craig, like being able to be that close to the action and seeing how physical mm-hmm. the NBA game actually is, is fantastic. What it's do you not make as good it a noise? What are you going with him? I've been with him. I mean, Craig's great. He's a great boss. But when he goes, he puts restrictor plates on you when he takes you. What? You know? Yeah, I mean, and it, I went on like a Tuesday, so I don't, I don't have any alcoholic beverages on paper um, from Sunday to Thursday. Why do you need to lie about and that? And I just he wanted didn't. a Diet Coke. Jen, all I wanted was a Diet Coke. And all he would allow me to buy is the small. I wanted a large. He's like, ah, that's kind of, you know, outside my budget. So you got to get the small. <laughs> and, one and then Angie wanted a simple glass of Chardonnay, right? All you get is one. So, Chris, all I'm saying, great guy, I would lean towards without. <laughs> you know? And now there's Craig's no not even here plates. to make the argument for. Again. He's not here to even defend himself. I think he was scared of Chewy taking him to task. I think he was scared of Chris maybe going the other way. and not. I mean, it's been a couple of years since Craig has t- gone with the fan. The last couple of times we've done this, I believe the fan has chosen to go without Craig. That's a big rejection right, for right, I the get, big guy. I want to get Chris's reaction to this because obviously the uh, Bucks ended up winning the game last night against the Bulls. Actually, just absolutely curb stomped them. But that's neither here nor there. Giannis Antetokounmpo suffered an injury, and we are still, I think, waiting to hear. I haven't seen any updates. Waiting to hear the severity of that injury. Chris, how worried are you about our guy Giannis Antetokounmpo in the wrist injury? I mean, he is the Greek freak. I think he'll bounce back this time. <laughs> Look at Again, that. Well, but that's what Giannis did, right? Like, he came back from a knee injury he wasn't supposed to come back from. Wait, flamingo knee? Yeah. Like, he came back from that what? and, like, dominated oh, NBA yeah, yeah. finals. So, <laughs> you know, because the knee bent no, backwards like good. a flamingo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you in the medical world, Chewy, I believe call that a hyperextension is, is what uh, you yes. would call it. That's why I you were confused. I have, another, I have another visual for flamingo knee. Which I'm sure my boys are chuckling at right now, but uh, I digress. So wait, which... I believe one year, I believe one year, Craig lost the guest too because Craig might not admit it, but I think we all can. He's kind of a topper, and what I mean by topper, like he probably, when we were calling, put us right the voicemail because he's probably talking to Tausch or something like that. You know, why? So if there's oh, someone more I get a important. Topper. Then he's on to that person, and I think one year the guest went with him, and Craig actually lost the guest because he was talking to Lazary, he was talking to uh, whoever. So there's that possibility, too. Well, I want to ask Chris another question since we have him on the line. Chris, you listen to our show pretty regularly. You're a loyal Jen, Gabe, and Chewy listener? Oh, of course. Do we need to put out a glossary of terminology for this show? I'm between flamingo knee a few moments ago and topper even more recently. It feels like if you're not listening regularly, you might get lost in the uh, in the language. Yeah, topper. I've heard one upper. Yeah. Okay. So he gets thing. it. Yeah. Same thing. Yep. Synonyms, if you will. Right. Well, listen. So which way are you leaning, Chris? Wait, that's, yeah, do we need to? I, I thought we had to wait for Craig. Listen, if Craig's too scared to come oh. on the show, we've got to we've got to get Chris's answer. Okay. I, I don't know what to All tell right. you. All right. I was trying to stall. <laughs> Well, first, let's. This isn't the answer, but if you go without Craig, do you know who you would be taking with you? I do. I would definitely take my wife. She likes watching the Bucks with me too. She loves Giannis. So oh, I think we know. 
I think this is pretty much a done deal. (laughs) Craig never stood a chance. He's not calling in now. (laughs) Chris, what is your decision on the with or without you contest, the with or without Craig Karmazin contest? Well, I think you guys insinuated in that last answer, but I I would like to take my way. Oh, hey! Another victory for Chew. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What are you just keeping score over there about things you're right about? Uh, Of course. Especially when it comes to Craig. Especially when it comes to Craig. Chewy is always going to keep score. Yeah, he probably didn't even need to. If we had started with the question about who would you take, and he had mentioned his wife, Chewy doesn't need to go through the whole song and dance of here's why you shouldn't go with. But I think he thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) I think it was actually... (laughs) I really did. Yeah, it was really fun for you this morning. All right, congratulations to Chris, our big winner of the With or Without Craig contest here on ESPN Wisconsin, ESPN Milwaukee. He will be attending a game with, it sounds like, his lovely wife. Wife. And congratulations to Chris and her. Gabe? Hey, Milwaukee. You've seen the high used car prices all over town, but not at Ewald Automotive. Everything is marked down for four days only during their inventory reduction sale. Get financing as low as 3.9%. Make no payments until spring. That's right. No payments until spring. And get the max amount for your vehicle. Don't wait. These cars are on a first come, first serve basis. Hundreds to choose from. Prices starting at 9995 Four days only. And you get... Get a, the bigger picture. See everything that's going on by going to Ewald's website at ewaldauto.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. When is it acceptable to go onto a reputable dating site? Not banger or sticker or, or whatever. When is it okay? <laughs> on 94.5 ESPN. ESPN Milwaukee. Aaron Jones will, in fact, be on the Green Bay Packers roster in the upcoming season and just feels like maybe the first of many. You okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. Chew just. Did you get this? <laughs> what the heck? Between your coughing and my sneezing, there's something happening well, over here in the so studio today. Craig sent us all a text, the four of us, apologizing for missing the last segment. Uh, sorry about that. Didn't want to text you too early where I'd wake you, then forget once I got to the airport to let you know that apparently he wasn't going to be on the show today, so he must be in the airport. Um, so Chewy just immediately broke the news. You lost again in the with or without Craig contest. And it just, it made me laugh so hard I had to cough. To which Craig Karmazin responded, I'm crushed. Uh, so we're talking about Aaron Jones here on the show. I still really would have liked to have heard from Craig on the Corbin Burns thing. So maybe I'll just have to put a pin in that for a little bit later. But Aaron Jones, that domino taken care of. What are the next dominoes that the Packers need to do? Because a position that Gabe has taken for weeks now, I mean, in the season, since the season ended, now ongoing, is that there is an awful lot on this to-do list. There are an awful lot of decisions this Green Bay Packers team needs to do. And the other day, he did a fantastic job of rattling off all of the things off the top of his head that he could think of that the Packers needed to address this offseason. Take a listen. They need Rashawn Gary to come back from his ACL injury and regain whatever form he had before that and have the ACL injury be a non-factor. They need... um, uh, they need Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas to revert to their 2021 forms versus their 2022 forms. They need Darnell Savage to continue to grow on the path that he was prior to this past year. It became a disappointment, and now they're going, crap, we're on the hook for $8 million. Uh, they need Jair Alexander to play 
more like the guy we saw in the Minnesota game versus the guy we saw previous to the Minnesota game. Uh, They need to acquire a top-end wide receiver or tight end and then continue to have the progression of the young wide receivers of Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson to a level where they are consistent starters in in the league. I think that's it. That's a short list. So what would you prioritize? Of those things that you rattled off, what would you prioritize now that the Aaron Jones situation is handled? Well, I mean, there's only a few of those things you can actually control. Um, And maybe getting a new defense backs coach in there is going to help with some of the things that I've listed off in there. But I I would start looking, because whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Jordan Love, okay, you've got Aaron Jones, great. But guess what? This is a passing league. This is a passing league. Like the the Eagles, yeah, Miles Sanders is a pretty talented running back, but they also relied on Kenneth Gainwell and um and, and Boston Scott. They they had other guys that they relied upon and had kind of a three headed monster in the defensive in their offensive backfield. Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. But what did those teams have that helped them get to the Super Bowl? Weapons on the outside, great tight ends. So maybe if you feel okay, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, they're going to continue to grow. All right, then now I need a tight end. Because the only one I got on the roster as of March 15th is Gunga Lagunga, and I am not comfortable with him being my number one target as a tight end. Just not. Yeah, but it's it's two different paths if he doesn't come back, right? <laughs> then you don't need to rush as much. Then I don't, right? Yeah. I don't think you need to go out and get like a DeAndre Hopkins. I just wouldn't do no. it because they're not going to win the Super Bowl, so why take on that salary? Now, if he does come back, yeah, then you got to do – do that. Well, and obviously the name that keeps coming up is Darren Waller, and I, I just don't know how much Waller has left. I would be in on the Waller plan if Rodgers came back, and then if you end up yeah. getting him back as a piece in a Rodgers trade to Vegas, okay. Then I'm good with that, but I, I just need another reliable target, Chew, because these rookies, as they continue even to grow... Jordan Love, you're saying? Yeah, because even as, these, even as these rookies continue to grow, they're going to be inconsistent as second-year players. No, I agree. So having having a veteran there that has proven that he can be a a good option at the tight end spot, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's going to help the offense more than anything else. And it's going to help Jordan Love grow. Because we've seen what happens when you have young talent. Like, let's take Justin Fields, for example, down in Chicago. Was a fantastic runner all year. I, I think he's going to be a pretty good passer, but I don't know because they literally had zero weapons and Equinemia St. Brown was a starter for them in the first half of the season until they went out and made a trade for a wide receiver. So I, I, for Jordan Love's development, I want more pass-catching options just so he can continue to develop and grow. What do you do defensively if he doesn't come back? Pray. Either way, you're praying. N- no, I mean, you got to rebuild. Well, uh, see, the defense, I think, is more of... What is it? A retool? Not a reboot. A reboot? A Not retool? A yeah, retool. A retool. Yes. So Dean Lowry gone. Adrian Amos gone. Um, I'm saying if Rodgers doesn't come back. Yeah. Um, the problem with um, Rashad Gary is he's getting close to that big contract time. Yep. And he is not going to rush coming back at all because it's nope. either. He wants that first big deal. So I would not count on him for the start of the season. Let me ask you this question. If Aaron doesn't come back, even with Rashawn Gary, do you hold on to Preston Smith? I think you almost have to. I mean, because that rookie, the guy, long name, very Lada. Angabare? In his name. Yes, that guy. I think he's pretty good. 
I think you and you put him in the starting lineup and, and you're fine. I think that's your replacement for Preston Smith. Sure, but you also just need bodies there right now, especially without Rashawn Gary. No, you know I what I'm know. saying? Like you have one on the roster. It's kind of like the tight end position where you just don't really have enough bodies and if you have somebody, you kind of have to keep them around just because you need to fill out X amount of guys at that single position. Chewy, where do you feel confident Judy. in this Packers team? Like, what position do you feel confident in right now? Oh, man. Uh, the O-line. I'm terrified by that question. That's a good poll. Why? The O-line? Okay, what, that's what a, I, I think confident? that's a decent I think that's a decent answer. I mean, so they I got that going for them, which is nice. The O-line, yeah. I wouldn't have put as much money into the O-line, but, I mean, it's a solid offensive line. Goody's, his main thing right now is to nail the draft again because I was looking at a couple publications where they ranked. Publications? Um, all 32 teams He's when like it came to the draft, and the Packers, were, the Packers were like three. So if he hits that again, that's a, that's a good, easy – it's a tough way, but it's a good, easy way to build your roster. And he did. I mean, the draft last year was... Oh, it was legit, his best draft. Right? Hands down. Best draft he's had. Yes. You need to do that again. Tough to do. Because his previous draft's not very good. Yeah, it's tough to do, but, I mean, when it comes to a rebuild, that's the easiest way to rebuild a team. It just always with free agents. It just always feels like the narrative surrounding this team is wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. So pass catching, right? Yep. But to Gabe's yeah. point, and we rattled off that soundbite a few moments ago, there's a lot of different areas here. So can they afford to prioritize pass catching? I think you almost have to in this league. Okay. It, 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 like defense, I think, is becoming less and less. I think you see that with the Kansas City Chiefs. We just saw that with yep. an exciting, exciting high-scoring Super Bowl. Yep. We saw it last year with the Chiefs and Bills. Exciting high-scoring playoff game. The best teams can put up points. The Packers can't win a shootout right now. So could you argue, though, that the commitment he has made to and maybe the money commitment that he has made to the offensive line is actually a good investment? Because if you are going to, if that's going to be your bread and butter, if you're going to try to compete with these teams that were there at the end of the year, you're going to have to do it on the offensive side of the ball. Because didn't we think that all of the uh, capital that they were putting towards the defensive side meant that maybe they were trying to become a more defensive-oriented team, hang their hat on the defense? Do you think that this was the year that they were like, we tried that, it's not the way to go, reverse course, and start investing in the offensive weapons? I think that they, I mean, if he stays the course and still thinks defense, investing in the offensive line makes sense. Because if you want to be a defensive team, you want to shorten games, you want to be able to run the football. And with running backs being pretty interchangeable and not Aaron Jones not having that much longer to go, even if it's just through 2023, having a solid offensive line is going to help whoever you have in the offensive backfield. This is your cue to call, ladies and gentlemen. We are giving away Dave Matthews Band tickets this week, and now we need you to call in. 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. Your cue to call to win Dave Matthews Band tickets next.